Welcome to the Behavior Corner Podcast with Barb Roba. Barb created the Behavior Corner after almost two decades of working side-by-side with families to improve their children's behavior. This is a supportive place for parents to come together to learn how to manage powerful emotions, negative behavior choices, and the chaos that we experience along our parenting journeys. In the Behavior Corner, we share professional, practical, and positive parenting advice. These are the tools that will give you a strong foundation to make positive behavior changes in your children a reality. Get ready. This is going to be great. Welcome to this edition of the Behavior Corner. Today in the corner, we are talking about anxiety and how anxiety presents in the lives of our children and what we can do about it as their parents. Yes, anxiety is a part of life. It's actually a pretty hot topic among parents because we see our children worry about things. We see some fears. We see some avoidance. We see a lot of symptoms when it comes time for anxiety because different events are occurring in life. But you know what? Some of that anxiety that we're seeing can actually be good for us and for our kids when we can channel it correctly. So let's think about this. It's time for a test at school. And there's some testing anxiety because your son or daughter wants to do well. So that anxiety causes them to study. That's fabulous, right? They have used that anxiety for good. Some peer anxiety might push us to do the right thing. I see this in the classroom all the time. When peers are doing the right thing and they're recognized for it, those who aren't doing the right thing or maybe who are daydreaming or they've lost where the whole class is, when they hear someone else be praised, They have a little bit of that healthy anxiety. Oh my gosh, I have to get back on track. What are they doing? And how can I fix what I'm doing? And now they're doing what they need to do because of that healthy anxiety. Last one. What about if our kids aren't following the rules? Do they worry about consequences? Do they worry about what their friends will think if they're not following the rules? If so, anxiety again can be used for good. But, this is a big one, guys. What if the anxiety is not helping our kids do better? You know, the type of anxiety that keeps your kids up at night. The type of anxiety that causes your kids physical ailments, such as headaches, stomach aches, a racing heart, vomiting. These symptoms that I just named are pretty common among kids who are struggling with that non-helpful anxiety. How about when things are ongoing, these symptoms and these worries are ongoing, and perhaps they're appearing before the same types of triggers every week or every day. 
Is there some anxiety triggered each morning before getting on the school bus? That anxiety is not going away. Your child's having headaches and belly aches every day because that bus is coming. Or is it an after-school activity that they're struggling with and they're triggered every day by the anxiety? Or maybe is it just Mondays? Is it just Saturdays? You, my friends, can put your detective hat on and try your best to figure out what could be triggering the anxiety response that you're seeing in your kids. That way, you can try to drill down into identifying what may be causing it. So you remember all of those symptoms I just named, all those physical ailments, those belly aches, the racing heart, vomiting, headaches. I've seen kids turn red, their ears get red, their cheeks get red, they get sweaty, they cry. There's a lot of symptoms that can go along with anxiety. And I encourage you to not dismiss these things. I encourage you to address these things medically. First, consult with your child's pediatrician. Let them know what you're seeing physically so that they can check your kiddo out. Once your kiddo gets a clean bill of health, you can start then figuring out exactly what is causing that anxiety. Remember when I just used the phrase drilling down into what may be happening? That's super important, especially when you can put your finger on when they're experiencing these non-helpful anxiety symptoms. But it's always a good idea to get a clean bill of health so that you can rule out that medical piece as well. So what are we doing here? How can we figure out even more what is causing anxiety in our kids? Yes, you're going to put that detective hat on and you're going to try to piece everything together. But I'm wondering, do you think your child would have some insight into what's going on as well? I bet you they would. (laughs) So it's super, super, super helpful if we can say to our kids, hey, what's going on? I've noticed you've had stomach aches every morning when it's Monday. I notice when we get in the car, you start to hold your head and, and there's tears just coming out of your eyes. Are you okay? For a lot of kids... They're going to struggle answering you right there and then on the spot. Why? Because it's intimidating, right? They may not want to express what they're feeling. They could be embarrassed. They could fear getting in trouble. They could be worried that you're going to dismiss their feelings and tell them to get over it. It could be a whole list of things. It could also be, depending on the age of your child, they don't yet have the words to describe why they're feeling this way. I've had very young kids tell me, I don't know what's wrong with me. It just feels like a motor keeps running in my head and in my belly. I want someone to stop it. And that's as far as they could go. 
because they didn't yet have the developmental capacity to express that they were feeling worried. They didn't know what that was. An adult hadn't identified that feeling of the running motor as worry to them before. So be prepared as you're trying to flush this out with your kids, they may not be able to or willing to elaborate what's going on right then and there. So what are you going to do about that? (laughs) Lucky for you, I have been down this road so I can tell you what you can be doing. You have probably heard me say, if you have followed me for any length of time, the phrase, let the plane land, which is a fancy way of saying, let your child calm down before you're expecting them to think logically with you. So if your child is in the midst of an anxiety response, their brain is going to go into reptile mode. I got that phrase from a recent training I went to. Reptile brain is pretty much survival mode. And it shuts off the part of our brains responsible for logical thought, logical decision making. It's kind of like when you learned in a biology class in school, the flight or fight response in our bodies. Same deal, man. You can even add another word, freeze. Flight, fight, or freeze. When our bodies and our brains are experiencing anxiety, we tend to go into that flight, fight, or freeze mode because we're under stress and our reptile brain is taking over. For anyone experiencing anxiety, The perception of what is going on is real to them. Let's go back to the school bus example so that I can flush this out with you to make it completely clear. Let's say your child is experiencing those physical ailments before getting on the bus like we mentioned just a few minutes ago. Once you are able to figure out the thoughts that are going on in your child's brain, and let's say these thoughts include uh, your child fearing getting on the school bus because they don't want to have a school bus accident. Now, you as the adult know that school bus accidents are very rare. But to your child, this anxiety is making the thought of the school bus having an accident very real to them and very probable to them. So their perception and their fear that they could end up in a school bus accident is now driving their anxiety response. And they don't want to get on that bus. So they're freezing and they're trying to use their flight mechanism I'm not getting on that bus. Get me out of here, right? Maybe they're even fighting you a little bit for their fight response. All because their reptile brain has taken over. Their non-logical thought has become reality. That, my friend, is straight up 100% 
anxiety. What are we going to do with that? What in the world are we going to do with that? Guess what? I have solutions. So that first one we actually already mentioned, you're going to consult with your child's pediatrician because you need to address anxiety from a global view. You need the medical professionals to weigh in to make sure there's nothing else going on that needs to be addressed medically. You then, as a parent, need to put that detective hat on and connect the pieces on when the anxiety is happening, right? Then you need to try to ask your child directly what is going on, what you've noticed, and see if they could give you some feedback on what's going on. As you're doing all of that, I want you to be careful as you are processing what they're telling you and what you are putting together yourself. You need to take this seriously. Your child needs you to be empathetic and they need your validation. The best way to do that is to reframe their thoughts and to name their feelings with them or even for them. So back to that school bus example. We need to say to our child, I hear you saying that you're afraid that the bus is going to have an accident. That must be very scary for you. You must be feeling worried. Do you see how I did that? I have expressed empathy to my child I have given their thoughts and their feelings a name and I validated what they were saying. And when you can put all of that together, it helps your kids verbalize how they're feeling and why they're feeling that way. So they can come up to you and say, Mom, I'm worried today that the bus is going to have an accident. Instead, of going into that reptile brain mode and having all of those anxiety responses. At least now they have a phrase. They have put their feelings and thoughts into words. And they have someone that they know will empathize with them. They know that you have acknowledged them and you are supporting them. That is incredible for our kids who are experiencing anxiety. They no longer need to feel isolated or intimidated or afraid that they have no one to believe them or to support them. What our kids need is a trusted adult. And this doesn't mean you are validating and um, agreeing with them that the school bus is in fact going to have an accident. You're just validating their own feelings. And in the world of parent-child relationships, in a world of any type of relationships, empathy, support, and acknowledgement is huge for connections. So please, as you're going through this process with your kiddo, remember, this is very real to them. And they need your validation and your support to name their feelings and to connect those feelings to their thoughts. The next thing that I want to make sure 
that you do to help this anxiety not get any worse. I call it avoid the avoiding. And why do I call it that? Because when we allow our kids to avoid a situation, it causes the worry to get bigger. And we're pretty much telling them that they're right, this danger's real. Okay, don't ride that school bus anymore because I wouldn't want you to have an uh, accident. You're right. Man, I'm going to get you out of that situation and we're going to avoid that altogether. Well, you know what that does? That has just solidified now in your child's brain that they were right. And the school bus is a dangerous place. Mom is not making me ride it. I must have been right. I don't have to ride the bus anymore because it's not safe. Well, what happens when their class goes on a field trip and your child has to ride the bus? Is he going to be excluded from the field trip? What if you are unable to arrange to get him to school one day and he has to ride the bus? That fear now has become even more real because it's not just your child's thought. It's you that have backed that thought up. So when we allow our kids to avoid an anxiety situation, it's reinforcing that their perceived danger is reality. Yikes, guys. Yikes. The better way to do this is to teach them how to cope with an anxiety situation, not to avoid Because do you think the school bus is the last issue in their life that is going to cause them anxiety? No. Can they avoid anxiety in every aspect of their life? No. (laughs) We as adults have to be able to deal with situations in our lives that create anxiety. Our kids need us to teach them how to do it. So how are they going to do it? Well, they're going to keep using their words and they're going to find those people that are going to support them and listen to their thoughts and feelings. And those same people, now I'm talking to you guys, you parents out there, you're going to be empathetic with them and support them and teach them how to process through what they're feeling. And maybe it's a step-by-step approach. Maybe it's they get on the school bus and you follow behind the school bus till they get to the school and you do that for a few days and then you back off a little bit and you take another step. You're going to ride the school bus and I'm going to see you at school so that I know you're, you're good and you're safe and you're going to see that there's nothing to worry about, but I'm still supporting you. Step by step by step, you're going to teach your kid that the school bus is okay. So you could, you could take it that way. You could teach them coping skills for in the moment. You can teach them how to regulate their emotions, such as taking deep breaths, holding it for the count of three, and letting it out. You can work with them to use positive self-talk. I know I'm okay. I know I'm going to see my teacher soon. I know my mom is following the bus and this is going to be all right. 
Help them identify trusted adults in their life for when you're not around. Who can they trust at school if they're worried about things? Who can they trust at daycare? Having a bank of supportive people and having a bank of coping tools to use will help your child take those steps necessary to help resolve their anxiety. One important thing to keep in mind when you're trying to get your kids to use these coping tools like the breathing and the positive self-talk is if their brain goes into that reptile mode, they're going to have a hard time remembering what their coping tools are. And for a lot of kiddos, that causes even more anxiety, which is what we do not want. So I highly recommend you write them down on index cards, print out some pictures, whatever the case may be, whatever you think will work for your kids, and make, like, staple them, make a set of coping cards that work for your kids. Put a set in your car, put a set in their backpack. Give a set to their teacher so that they're always able to access the tools that help their anxiety and help them deal with life and to be happy. So if you don't want to go through the work of creating cards on your own, I actually have a set of 20 different coping skills that are appropriate for all ages from very young all the way up to adults, I can use them myself as an adult. If you want a copy of them, just let me know through email, barb at behaviorcorner.com, or you can message me, and my message link is in the description to this podcast, and I'll just message them to you for free, no big deal. Print them out, decide with your kiddo which ones help them the most, get over whatever anxiety they're experiencing, and then use those. They're already done for you. They create or they have a picture already created for you and then step by step on how to do that particular coping uh, skill. So no worries there. They're already done for you. Just let me know if you want them. As you're going through all this, remember how we said you can just ask your kids how they're doing? Yes, do that. And then keep asking them, hey, how's the breathing working? Hey, Has your teacher been helpful at school for you? But what if your kids don't want to talk to you about it? Remember I said that could happen? So the very young ones, you're going to have to walk them through this. Maybe they can draw you a picture of how they're feeling or how it's going. You will need to help them name their feelings and help them elaborate on their thoughts. For some of the older ones, that may have that feeling of embarrassment or intimidation. I encourage you to dabble in some nonverbal communication with them. Write a post-it note on their mirror. Ask them a question and ask them to write you back with the blank post-it note right below. <laughs> I've also done feelings box or feeling boxes with kids, excuse me. And they put into the shoebox how they're feeling for the day. And if they want to, they can write why, or they can just write to me how their day went, any stressors they had. Other kids like to use journals and they write down what's going on during the day. And then they sit down at night with their mom, their dad, their trusted adult, 
and they go through their journal, their feeling box, and things get processed that way. And you know what? It helps them feel that they can write down their thoughts and their feelings, and now they're safe. They won't forget about it later. They can move on with life right now, and during the time later when they have their trusted adult time, their thoughts and feelings can be addressed. I want to leave you with one last thought. If your child is experiencing anxiety to the point that their quality of life is being negatively impacted on a daily basis, ask your pediatrician or your school counselor or your school psychologist, whoever is working with your kids for outside referrals for a mental health therapist. Anything that is impacting our lives in a negative manner day in and day out must be addressed. And I already know you're working with your pediatrician to make sure these physical ailments aren't more than anxiety, and that is great. And now you have tools to use to get to the bottom of the anxiety and help your kids to cope with it, which is fabulous. But if it's not getting better, please ask for outside referrals to a mental health therapist. That is also something I can help you with as well. Please message me again. That message link to reach me is in the description to this podcast. Gave you tons of information today. (laughs) Go ahead and listen again. Take some notes. Help tackle that anxiety. And I know you're going to do amazing. So get out there and empower your kids and be a brilliant parent. Thank you for joining us. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Come and visit us on our other social media platforms, including our fan page found on Facebook, Behavior Corner LLC, and our amazing closed group where even more goodness happens at Raising Kids, Behavior Solutions That Work. And of course, a shout out to Barb is always available at barb at behaviorcorner.com.